Hello, everyone. I am Nikki. Welcome to Talking Insights, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of market research, insights, and data analytics. I'm your host. I'm currently the EVP of Innovation and Strategy at Savanta, and I'm really excited to bring you a special series of episodes dedicated to SMR's AI Task Force. We are beginning a 12-part series where I will be exploring the fascinating world of artificial intelligence and its impact on the market research and insights industry. We'll be delving into the latest advancements, best practices, and ethical considerations surrounding AI, all through insightful interviews with industry experts and thought leaders. Before we dive into the series, let me give you a brief overview of what SMR's AI Task Force is all about. As you may have recently seen in the media, SMR has launched this initiative with a dedicated group of professionals from various backgrounds who have come together to explore the challenges and opportunities AI presents for market researchers. They are actively involved in driving industry standards, promoting responsible AI use, and facilitating discussions among experts in this field. I'm happy to say that I am one of the experts taking part in the coordinating group helping to drive this effort forward. In this 12-episode series, we're going to cover a wide range of topics related to AI in market research. We'll explore how AI can enhance data collection methods, improve predictive analytics, and provide valuable insights for businesses across different sectors. We'll also examine the ethical implications of AI and the need for transparency, fairness, and accountability in the use of algorithms. Long story short, we'll be covering a wide range of topics relevant and applicable to the insight sector. Each episode will feature conversations with key figures from the SMR's AI task force. And today I have the pleasure to have as my first guests, two other members of the coordinating group, Xavier Palacio, Senior Manager of SMR's Intelligence Unit, and Ray Pointer, who you may all know as SMR's newly elected president. Hi, Nikki. Good to be here. So welcome to both of you. First and foremost, obviously we've talked now a little bit about what the AI task force is and what it's designed to do, but it would be great to hear a little bit from both of you on why the AI task force was formed. So, Ray, maybe if I could start with you, why did you all decide to initiate this task force? So it was really to accelerate the speed which we're moving. So um, Xavier and the um, SMR intelligence unit are doing work. The professional standards committee are doing work on ethics and codes and guidelines. And this is all really important. But what we need to do as well is just bring in more people from other associations from right across the board internationally to make sure that we're moving at the speed of change because this is a change that is going to happen much faster and has got some really profound implications so we may need to make sure that we do a lot of talking a lot of experimentation and then we can enable the subject matter experts to get down to the detail fantastic um, and Zabi if I can kind of shift over to you as well what are some of the things that you're hoping that the AI task force can accomplish? What is SMR going to be able to bring to the table in this conversation? Yes. So um, what I what I think the uh, the AI task force um, is is primed to do is basically this centralization, right? Like we're going to centralize the efforts, the uh, the discussions that are that are happening around AI, and this is also going to help us uh, also internally uh, to a very high level to. Um, identify uh, how to or what to develop next, where to focus uh, our efforts, and it's of course um, 
going to help us uh, centralize the discussions as well. So, uh, and, and be able to foster that, uh, those discussions internally. So, um, once we know a bit more uh, what are the needs, how AI is, uh, is developing, uh, what challenges are uh, uh, AI presents to uh, SMR's members and to the community and to the industry at large, we're going to be able to also learn uh, how we can act. And uh, of, of course, you know, for the uh, um, intelligence unit in particular, uh, which uh, resources to publish, work on and study. Fantastic. Um, so now we've talked about why AI uh, or why SMR is focusing on AI via this task force. But now let's jump in and, and talk a little bit about the nitty gritty of AI in and of itself. Such a buzz term right now. Everybody is talking about it in one way or another. Um, I'd love to start with you, Ray. How big of an issue, and I almost hesitate to use issue, how big of an idea is AI and how big of the impact um, do you perceive it to be able to have on our industry? Is it as big as the birth of the internet or is it more niche like blockchain? So for those of you under about 45, this will be the biggest thing to hit market research in your lifetime. Um, it is going to be at least as big as the internet. and. We started using the internet for research in the mid-1990s. It didn't really take off till about 2005. And it is now the dominant platform for most insights work, the transmission of insights work. I strongly believe that the impact of AI is going to be at least as big as that. Um, it is going to fundamentally change the way we store information, the way we process information, who does insights, who can access insights, how they will access insights. So it's a really big issue. And there is also potential for some enormous catastrophes, um, which is why we need to be moving to gain the advantages and avoid the problems. So I think most of us at this stage know that the acronym of AI stands for artificial intelligence, and we've been hearing it and been using it arguably for some time. Um, but it would be great to hear from both of you, um, and maybe Zabi, you want to start. How does SMR define artificial intelligence? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> to be uh, to be fair, that has been a bit of an elusive uh, concept. I think um, AI as such is fairly new and is something that uh, is evolving very fast and uh, is also changing very substantially. What we understand for AI today may not be um, the definition or may not be what will be understood uh, just a few, um, a few years or even a few months from now. Um, what I wanted to, an idea that I wanted to bring, uh, perhaps to build a bit on, uh, on Ray's um, idea was um, a bit the, the, the adoption of, of technology, right, as well. Uh, some companies, when uh, computers were first invented, um, having one computer in the office would imply that your office was suddenly, you know, uh, a, a technology firm or applying <clears throat> at least uh, technology. Nowadays, everybody has a computer and few would say, oh, I'm, I'm applying actually technology, right? So the threshold at which we understand something to be present uh, will shift. So in the past, we thought of AI of primarily uh, tools that would allow for automation. I think nowadays the threshold is shifting 
towards generative AI and other forms that are uh, far more advanced. So with that, we need to, uh, from SMR and from, uh, from the, the committees at SMR, I, uh, we are tracking how it is defined and how the industry defines AI and advancing with that. Fantastic. I think that's a really helpful um, analogy that you brought about because it's definitely true that obviously most of us are working with computers these days. Most of us are working online um, and there is a lot of debate and conversation around which companies are tech led um, and, and simply having a computer and having access to the Internet does not now make you tech led. Um, it may make you tech involved. It may be make you using tech. Um, tech enabled, but maybe not technology led. So with that in mind, um, you both have already given a couple of examples already in, in some of the things that you've mentioned around what SMR is hoping to do around insights, but specifically, how do you envision SMR helping insights professionals thriving in this sort of new era that we're entering into in the context of AI? Yeah, sure. I think one of the things that we need to do is to establish good practice and bad practice um, and give a platform for the new thinking to be exposed, to be, to, to be shared so that we, people can pick up on that new thinking. So what is the role of codes going to be? Um, we've got lots of fascinating things which we can talk about today, maybe like synthetic data. What should people say? Almost everybody seems to be agreeing that when you use AI, you should be telling the participants you're using AI. You should be telling the clients you're using AI. I wonder how many people who are using Grammarly are currently telling their clients they're using AI because Grammarly is AI. It's a very clever piece of AI. It mm. improves your writing style. And I would say that that falls below a de minimis. I don't think it is necessary. But as soon as we decide that that level of AI is not necessary, it becomes really important to define at what point is it necessary? And how do we give clients um, a good handle on how reliable this information is or whether or not it's unreliable? Yeah, and, and that's great too, because there definitely are things we've already been using in um you know, that fall into the AI category. And that is a really great segue into something I'd like to, to turn over to Zabi, which is what are some of the ways that SMR is already using AI in, in some of the things that you're doing, maybe in some of publications or any of the other efforts you're working on now? So um, from SMR, we, uh, of course, uh, as, as you were mentioning at the beginning uh, of, uh, um, of, of this discussion, uh, AI has been this year's buzzword, basically. So um, we are very much uh, lo looking into, into it. Um, I think it is important to, uh, to listen to our, uh, to our members and the industry at large <clears throat> to understand and see how uh, AI is being, is being used and uh, report on that to, to be able to, um, to track its usage properly, not to uh, jump into assumptions of how AI may, may be using. So um, for that, we are uh, studying the, uh, the development of a, uh, of a project to see, maybe perhaps a small questionnaire, uh, to see how uh, the community is uh, utilizing AI, what challenges they are encountering, and, uh, and how SMR can better also, of course, support them. Uh, so uh, they should they they should be uh, hearing from us uh, very soon about this, 
And uh, of course, this uh, the AI task force itself is uh, is a way in which uh, we are very much also uh, actively engaging with the, with the community, trying to understand them. Um, another another thing that that Ray just pointed at uh, about um, well about the usage of of AI, what should be reported. Um, I think one of the things that is very very uh, important and that Esomar has a, a, an important say role to play is we already have a very mature, well-defined code of conduct that we have been applying to uh, the extraction of insights, market research data and anal analysis, etc. Uh, and now the question is, how is this going to be applied to, uh, the, 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 to artificial intelligence itself? Um, there are some things that I think uh, will be a bit more chal uh, challenging to, uh, to apply than others. And I think Ray has given a couple of examples. But I think uh, some basic fundamentals should uh, still be held, right? The idea of transparency, the idea of accountability, of course, the idea of the do no harm uh, to, the, uh, to the, uh, the individual, and the, the idea of security, how do we protect the individual as well. So these are all, I think, in a nutshell, right? But uh, areas in which Ezomar uh, is very much, or very actively uh, looking to, to serve the community. Fantastic. And, and along those lines, you know, as someone who is an insights professional working within this sector um, and, and understanding that transparency is of utmost importance, but also wanting to understand how others around me are using AI, um, you know, what are the opportunities for becoming a AI enabled? Um, what are the things that people in this space or where are the places that people in this space can go to to actually learn about and understand how the industry is employing AI? Because I feel right now there's a lot of buzz, for example, on LinkedIn, somebody might be saying, you know, there's a lot of opinions being bandied around, but there's not a lot being openly shared about these are the specific ways that XYZ company is using AI in terms of its insights work. So what would you um, recommend to to the listeners and to the viewers of this episode in terms of where they can go to get more educated on how AI is being rolled out in the insight space. Ray, I'd love to hear from you. Well, we've got from the task force, we're going to have a series of community circles where people can log in. We're going to invite people who are doing things to come along and talk about them. We've got a one day conference, which we're going to be announcing um, in October, it's going to be held in Amsterdam. Uh, we've got a couple of top class speakers, one to talk about f from a futuring point of view, one from a technology point of view. And then we've got about five people who are going to come along and share, here is what we are doing with artificial intelligence at the moment. Because I think that we're beginning to get a bit sick and tired of people saying it might do this in the future. And I think we want to hear a lot more of it is being used like this at the moment. And here are some things you can do. And here are some things that don't seem to work at the moment. We are also developing a, a very uh, interesting series in, the, in this podcast precisely to talk about that as well. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Yes, fantastic. Um, and I also kind of want to go back to a point that both of you actually raised at the beginning. Um, one is around the comparison between the impact that the internet actually had on the insight space. And then the other is Zabi's kind of example around a lot of people are using computers, but, you know, initially when 
companies started using computers in this space, it didn't, it sort of gave the impression that the whole group was now online and the whole group was, was now tech led in some way. How quickly or slowly do you feel like AI will start to have a real impact um, on our industry? And maybe Zabi, you have some thoughts on this. Is it going to be a, a slow rollout? Are we going to, in one year's time, are we going to be looking back on this conversation and saying, wow, if we had only known? I, I, I would like to go back uh, to, to, I think, to my first uh, intervention and, 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 re and uh, remind uh, the audience that what we will understand as AI will also shift over time. So what we thought, you know, because the answer could be, well, we've already been using AI for a very long time and it has changed the way we do things very substantially. Now we can um, analyze uh, micro gestures from people. We can analyze um, um, verbal uh, input. We can do a video, we can do really a lot already. Um, however, I think we are uh, now at a, at a like on 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 a, at a on a different threshold, right? <clears throat> and we're embarking into a new journey, if you wish. I think the, that there has been a, like a lot of buzz of the of AI uh, having an impact on uh, on the world, um, and lots of voices claiming that the impact is going to be imminent. That uh, next year we are not going to recognize what the world looked like a year uh, a year past. Things like this, and I. I just don't think so. <laughs> I think these kinds of um, uh, sensational or sensationalistic um, messages are good for clicks, right? Uh, but, uh, but, but this is not how the world works. I think AI won't disrupt reality that quickly just because we humans don't work that quickly either. We are uh, a bit more traditional beings, we like the way we are, and we don't change that quickly. And also, we are imperfect, we are messier. So, uh, it, the, the application of AI will be patchier, will be uh, a, bit, a bit slower. So, um, I, I, I don't venture to say, you know, like five years from now or ten years from now, I, have, I, I don't know the answer to that, we will see. Uh, um, I think impact will be probably, you know, medium medium to the long term uh, but won't be next year that we won't recognize the world we lived in yeah and ray i'd love to hear your thoughts too because i'm not yet 45 plus so i don't remember how really quickly or slowly the internet impacted the insight space so would love to just sort of hear how you feel it's going to go in terms of speed and pace so i agree and disagree with xavier because there will be some companies by the end of this year who will be doing 90% of their research via AI and it will have changed beyond recognition from what they did last year. Um, those companies will be a minority, which is why the whole industry doesn't change. If we go back to last time round, General Mills um, moved incredibly quickly to do online testing when only about 30% of the population had access to the internet. They worked out what it could do, how to uh, adjust the numbers. They did side-by-side -side testing and just adopted it. Other companies took another 10 to 15 years to get to where General Mills got in year one. Um, and that is what we're going to see here. So there are already companies out there that do virtual eye tracking. Instead of showing your box or your magazine or whatever to real people, you show it to a 
AI system that says this is where people's eyes would have gone. It is much faster and it's much cheaper. Some clients are now only buying that, but they are a tiny minority. We're seeing some new synthetic qualitative where personas are created and then personas are discussed with. Some people have moved over already to only doing that, but they are a super small minority. So the way it changes is not that the whole industry moves forward one inch, one centimeter, and so on. It's that some people charge forward and some of them do really well and some screw up. And then the rest of it follows on. So I'd love to sort of wrap up the session with the question, the question that everybody is asking themselves right now. Um, and I'd love to hear from you both on this, but maybe Ray, I'll start with you and then Savvy, if you can jump in. Is AI gonna take my job? <laughs> I've got two answers, really. Um, the first one is a, an idea which I've stolen from lots of people. AI won't steal your job. Somebody using AI will steal your job. So you really do need to be getting in on this process. Um, there is a talent shortage in our industry. So clearly, good people are unlikely to lose their job because of AI really quickly. Um, however, I am worried about how English speaking AI tends to be and what its impact might be in different countries and different cultures around the world. Will it tend to ignore them? Will it tend to oversimplify them? Or will we learn to respect the differences and actually enhance the human input from those different countries and cultures? Zabi, what about you? Basically fully agree with uh, with Ray, uh, including that sentence of uh, AI won't steal your job, someone using AI will. <laughs> Um, maybe like to build on, on those ideas, I wanted to uh, perhaps bring bring back some of the uh, some of the work that has uh, happened uh, um, that has happened here at Isomar, also with regards with the code and how the code could be applied to the user to, to the usage of uh, artificial intelligence. Because I think that there uh, in there there are some ideas on why AI won't necessarily. Uh, still, uh, still your your job. So on the one hand, we have this idea of, generally speaking, the biases, right? <clears throat> so Ray has pointed out to uh, why uh, or how AI is mostly English speaking, uh, but but we have encountered plenty of other types of biases. Uh, for example, the most uh, f perhaps popular ones are the ones uh, that uh, we have found with a uh, chat GPT, but um, they can they can happen at, at, at all levels. So this links to this idea of uh, the human supervision needed behind uh, AI systems. So um, I think, or I have this idea that um, we will still need a human behind an AI system to guarantee that it functions fu functions. Uh, uh, appropriately, and um, I would like to give uh, to, to put as an idea. <clears throat> uh, there was the a uh, couple of months ago um, a contest, a, a photography contest. I think I think it was in in Germany, if I'm not mistaken. I may be. And the winner was a guy who actually had programmed AI uh, to create uh, the perfect picture. This person won, 
But this person was a professional photographer who need, needed to know the aperture, the type of film being used, the, the, the shutter speed, and every single detail of that, of that picture in order to, cre to create something of actual value, right? Um, I think it's going to be something a bit similar with the insects function uh, using AI. There, there may be people using AI and thinking that they are extracting insights. That will be amateurish. We will still need an actual person with knowledge, uh, with, um, uh, with, with expertise behind an AI system to guarantee that what AI produces is worth, right? It's an actual um, insight. Um, we also see, see that uh, AI must be explainable. Well, it's very difficult to get into AI and see what it's composed of and be able to explain it and, and, to, and to fully understand this. It's also going to create a whole series of, um, of experts un, uh, focused on understanding AI. And lastly, we were talking about accountability. What happens when AI goes wrong or, or how we should uh, bring this, this, this level of accountability there we will need to have an expert behind who actually um, endorses right the, the, that, that particular uh, AI tool. So I think at, at many levels um, we will still require a, a whole body of experts and of course insights experts behind AI. Fantastic. Well, that is actually a great segue into wrapping this episode up. Um, because I want to thank you both for being here on the sort of inaugural full-length episode of the series and to remind viewers and listeners that we will be having more episodes ahead with additional experts from around the space and from around the industry to talk about various things like ethics, what's being done, um, ideas for the future, and ways that we can safely and um, ethically apply AI in the insight space. So do stay tuned for more episodes to come. For those of you watching and listening who want to hear more from the Talking Insights uh, podcast, you can find other episodes within the resources tab from the homepage on the SMR website. So thank you both again, Ray and Zabi, for joining me today and looking forward to chatting with more experts ahead and bringing more news and ideas from the AI space to our members. Thank you for the privilege, Nikki. Thank you, Ray.